prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening for God to speak to you. Ooh, and like Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Couple Cure. I'm, I'm Jay. And I'm Lori. And? <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about step 11. Mm-hmm. Now, we are coming right off, this is just minutes, mere minutes after a live Q&A, and if you were on that Q&A, because I uh, know this will be going out to our subscribers, and those are people who I, there are a few of them that I saw their names on there, so if you were on that Q&A, then leave a comment down below, and we'll chat a little bit in the uh, in the YouTube comment box. Yes, yeah, that would be great, and again, mere minutes ago. We were on, <laughs> we were on this Q and A, <clears throat> and you know, step eleven in in talking about this, um, this is about taking your recovery, taking your life further, because what step eleven says is that we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, as we understood Him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And so, um, you know, this is, this is one of the longest uh, steps as far as words go. It's, it's, there's a lot to it. And so it talks about prayer and meditation. And when you're in Christian circles, the big three are prayer and Bible study and um, devotions. and um, Meditation is in the Bible, but it's not mentioned very, or, you know, it's not mentioned very often from a discipline that Christians can follow. So here's the way I like to put it, that it might feel a little less um, daunting or, uh, you know, Eastern, medi- Eastern, yeah, type thing. It, you know, we're not New Agers, but prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening for God to speak to you. Ooh, and like yeah, I never, so <laughs> I never heard it like that before. I like that. Yeah. Um, and there's a number of different ways you can meditate. You can go out into nature and, and walk with God, you know, as if he was walking with you, you can um, do what they call centering prayer, where you find a word like grace or hope or faith, and you keep that one word in your mind and keep returning to it so that you can stay, you know, centered on a a thing of your spiritual walk. Within prayer, you know, one of the tricky things in this, in the way this is worded, it says praying only for knowledge of his will. Well, that doesn't sound like I should be praying for my friend who's sick. Well, actually it is. What's God's Mm -hmm. will for that situation? You know, God, what's your will in this situation? How, you know, what helped me to understand your will with my friend being sick, Hmm. you know, and, and help me to surrender to your will because yes, I want my friend to get better, but maybe they won't. And, and so that's hard. And so help me to surrender to your will and, and, you know, find that while I'm talking to you. Conscious contact with God. Your conscious contact with God is about getting away from 
the distractions, about getting away from the chatter, you know, the voice in my head. And if you said, what voice in my head? That one. Um, <laughs> Unless you said it out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, so that conscious contact is really important because as you go through recovery, it is about surrender. It is about going to a higher power. And if you're not having conscious contact with that higher power, you're still kind of running on your own energy. Any thoughts from you at this point? You know, meditation, there's so much healing that can come from meditation. In fact, I just heard another expert say that um, if you know anything about our DNA, there's these things kind of like the ends of shoelaces on the ends of our DNA. And the shorter those things get, the more difficult it is to replicate healthy cells. Mm -hmm. um, it Basically, you can look at the length of the telomeres and they uh, will tell you kind of what your internal age is. Well, there's a way to, to lengthen those. And one of the ways is to meditate. Um, and I know that there's a certain type of meditation that's like clear your mind and that sort of thing. The kind we've seen that helps when it comes to addiction, when it comes to self-control in bad conversations, when it comes to rebuilding trust after a lot of lies or betrayal. Um, and that type of meditation is basically just paying attention. You know, it's, it's being present. And that type of meditation is also the kind that will... Uh, make yourselves healthier. So there's a lot there in, there's a lot wrapped up in that word meditation. Yeah. And yeah. conscious contact, that's one of the things that I um, really did last year. Uh, 2020, if you know anything about our story, I really took a lot of time, uh, just a, a lot of downtime just to kind of rest and repair and um, I did increase my conscious contact with God. And I came away from that year with a lot of practical ways to get close to God in, in an instant. You know, where um, at any moment, like I, I can feel it right this moment, where I can sense God's presence so close to the point where it's like I feel Jesus's beard on my neck and I get chills down that side. You know, so there are ways of increasing your conscious contact with God. And um, it's something I give to my clients. I give to my group. Um, you know, um, I've been giving to the guys in our two-on-two clients, two-on-two uh, -two program as well. Right. Um, but there are definite practical ways to increase your conscious contact with God. The other thing that came to mind was Jay talked about devotionals as being kind of the one, uh, one of the Christian-approved ways of increasing our, our contact with God. And one of the things I've been doing is um, really, I mean, it's, it's not just helping my relationship with God. It's also helping me mentally and, and me keeping a sharp brain. But I've had the habit where I'll have, you know, I'll read through my devotional and then I'm off, you know, to the rest of my day. And I kind of forget what was in my devotional. So throughout the day, I've kind of made it a point to like, what did I read? What did I read and how do I actually apply that to my life? Um, so anyway, that's just, that's another thing that comes to mind. Because if we read something and it, it, it resounds in our souls, our souls agree with it, then it's probably a good way of knowing what his will is 
and we're not going to have the power to carry that out if we can't remember it throughout the day. So right. those are the first things that come up right. for me. And uh, this step, like step 10, you know, it falls into the, to the last third of the 12 steps. So this is a regular practice. This is daily or more frequently. Hmm. And so um, seeking God's will is not something we do at six o'clock in the morning and think we've got it all figured out for the rest of the day. You may need to seek God's will throughout the day. You know, what is God's will in this situation, you know, and, and trying to find that place of, am I at peace with what, what I'm doing in this moment? Because um, typically God's will is not going to cause you to feel more anxious or chaotic it's typically going to help you feel more peaceful. He might call you to do something that's hard, like um, step five, or which is yeah. the one where you actually yeah. confess and make things right. Those are those are nerve wracking, but when you know you're doing it for real, you probably feel God undergirding you. You probably feel right. Him like. Yeah, you might be having to go from this cliff to that cliff, but I'm the bridge underneath you. And it might be, it might feel like a, a rope bridge, but you know what's underneath you. So you can feel it being, um, having a, a strong presence there with you. Yeah, that that was, Lori and I just, we've been um, reading a book and, and kind of discussing parts of it. And it's the difference between feeling safe and feeling secure. Mm-hmm. When I get on the the Millennium Force roller coaster at Cedar Point, yes, this is a shameless plug. <laughs> um, we love that. <laughs> we place. love Cedar Point. We we so missed you in 2020. Um, I have probably been on the Millennium Force. I want to say a hundred times, but it's probably more like 50. I know I'm safe. I've been on it many many times, but that doesn't mean every time I'm not like pulling just a little tighter down on the safety harness because I really don't want to fall out. You know, it's like, it's that kind of thing that God's will will allow me to feel safe. It won't always allow me to feel like, okay, there's no risk involved. There's, there's some risk yeah. in following, you know, or it feels risky to our flesh or to, you know, some part of our nature. But that's where the adventure is. Yes. That's where... That's where life becomes so much fun that you are facing your fears. You know, I've when I first became a Christian, one of the first terms I heard was feel the fear but do it anyway. And it's led to me like really kind of enjoying my life. Mm -hmm. um, even when things were bad, I knew that, you know, again, betrayal trauma, I was traumatized and kind of got away from God for a bit just because I got away from my mind for a bit. But I knew that I could get back to that place of a pure adventure with God. That is probably what a lot of people are searching for, that, that, um, that rush of life in whatever addictive substance they're, they're turning toward. So. Right. So the, you know, kind of what we're talking about here is the last part of the 11th step, which is the power to carry it out. You know, we, <laughs> if we could have done God's will on our own, we would have, you know, and, and yet we can't. So I need help. I'm powerless, right? I'm powerless over my addiction. I'm powerless over my character defects. 
I'm powerless over what Lori's going to do. So the will of God is something that I need power to be able to follow through on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I believe in the, in the Christian terms that the Holy Spirit is there to give us that power, even when we're, we're not secure, you know, we, we know we're safe. We're just not secure. And I think that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and says, you'll be okay. Right. You know, and so the, the power to carry that out is something where we need to have that conscious contact with God because um, it's, <laughs> uh, it's like, as far as I understand, it's like when you're sailing and you lose sight of the shore, you know, you, how do I, do I know that I know how to get back mm -hmm. to the shore or am I going to be forever lost at sea? And um, that hasn't happened in our little kayak yet, even though we were on Lake Superior. But we, you know, that, that scary feeling of I'm stepping out of something. And as addicts, I don't like uncertainty. You know, I mm -hmm. like things to be the way I want them, when I want them, how I want them, when I want them. And if I can't get that, there's something wrong. And so this, this step takes a lot of trust. So practice it a lot, mm -hmm. you know. Um, try some different things. Maybe you need to pray once a day or twice a day or, or it's more of a constant thing. But there are, there are a number of different ways to practice spiritual disciplines. Um, silence is a spiritual discipline, but so is um, activity. You know, like I said, walking in the woods with God or um, going and helping other people. Uh, that can be a spiritual discipline, a place where you're saying, okay, God, I'm going to trust you to help this other person. So, um, again, this is, this is the longest as far as words go in, in the 12 steps. And I think it's one that really is kind of the meat and potatoes of moving forward. I'm not going to move forward very well if I, if I don't have an idea of where I'm going and I don't have the power to get there. Right. Another thing that comes up for me when you said, you know, um, uh, depend on the power of God, I have seen some addicts come through and say, you know, I, God never gave me the power to do, you know, no. to stop using. Well, actually he did because it's a whole lot easier to not type in pornhub.com or whatever you know, it's a lot easier to not do that than to do that. So it's probably a lot easier to not go to the store and get alcohol than to get alcohol. So he has given you the power just in sitting still and not going to fetch whatever addictive substance you have. Now that's going to cause discomfort, but that's what the conscious contact with God is meant to um to combat, you know. Right. So while he might not have given you the power to conquer every aspect of this, if your heart is, but I still want to, I'm just going to wait for him. You know, the, there's that scripture, they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. You yeah. know, they're going to be flying like eagles. So there is power in waiting, but don't use the excuse God hasn't given me the power therefore I'm going to go use again um, you know just get real that sitting and not doing anything is really uncomfortable and that's mm -hmm. where God can actually meet you though so yeah. 
anyway, it, it kind of frustrates me when, when guys come through and say, well, God hasn't t taken this away from me yet, therefore I have to continue using. Right. Um, and then there's another thing that occurred to me. This is like living in a surrendered way, the whole praying only for the knowledge of his will. Mm-hmm. That's living in a surrendered way. And I love that. I love that point you brought up. Mm. That was great. About, yeah. you know, praying for my friend. How is that? Yeah. Yeah. And so now I need to balance this. Yes, you need to have conscious contact with God. But I, we don't want you to be so heavenly minded. You're not any earthly <laughs> good. Is that where you're going with yeah. this? Okay. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been sitting in a 12-step meeting and somebody comes in and they've got a Bible and, and they just quote verse after verse after verse after verse while they're sitting there. And, and they sound like, you know, they've had this huge spiritual awakening and it's just a distraction. It could become another way of making themselves feel good by looking a certain way. You right. know, we've got, we had a client come through who, after he lost his marriage, suddenly turned into this just like syrupy Christian. And it was just really irritating his entire family because they knew it was all fake. Yeah. You know, they saw the way he lived. They saw how he treated people. Uh, yet he was so deluded in his own mind that um, he really thought he was doing the will of God. You know, he, anyway, that's yeah. a whole other story. <laughs> Not even yeah. so go the, into a whole lot of detail. The, the challenge there is, yes, you do need to have conscious contact with God, but praying for knowledge of his will, you know, knowing that my best thinking following my own will got me into a 12-step program because I needed to be someplace where I could find healing. Um, and and I, I didn't go there necessarily willingly. I, I kind of went there like, okay, I guess I'll go if I have to because I can't figure out anything else. It's like <laughs> um, my best thinking wasn't, oh, you know what, I had this struggle, so the first thing I'm going to do is go to a 12-step program is like the last freaking thing I wanted to do at the time. Mm -hmm. um, anyway... The, you know, just be on, on guard to that overwhelming spiritual, yes, you are going to grow spiritually. You are going to have new understandings of who God is. And you're also going to have to look at the crap that you've done. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be painful and it's going to be ugly. And other people need to know that you're willing to go there and not just quote, you know, there is therefore no condemnation or you know, all of sin and fall short of God, that's a dodge. That's a way of saying, mm. you can't ask me to hold myself accountable because all of us have sinned. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, if Lori goes and steals something from the grocery store, it doesn't necessarily hurt me the way my sins have hurt her. Mm. And so, yeah, she's got a place to deal with all of that, but I need to deal with my stuff. This is a program of personal growth, not oh, you know, my 12-step program says you should be doing this, you know, because my oh, program yeah. says I know how to fix you, and that's, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. Anyway. How does this reflect the steps toward God? Obviously, <laughs> so many scriptures that 
this reflects that it's not even funny. Improving our conscious contact with God. This is basically talking about relationship, you know, and be aware that Jesus said many, many will come to me saying, Lord, look at all these awesome things I did in your name. And he's going to go, I never knew you. Get away from me, you evildoer. And I wonder how many pastors are sitting there at the pulpit going, many of these people, many of them don't know God. They're right. coming to church. They come to church. They tithe. They do all these wonderful things in his name. But are they going to be told by God, I never knew you. Get away from me. So this is talking about the relationship. And as a side note, um, again, addicts, you know, work your own program. Uh, the traumatized partner might be too traumatized to do even this step right. So work your program and love her well. Right. Do not get impatient with her healing. Yet this is one of those steps that ap can apply to the betrayed partner too. If the betrayed partner can get to a place where she can think clearly enough, where her thoughts aren't zipping around all the time, where she can increase her conscious contact with God, uh, increase, you know, her... Um, see him enough throughout the day where she knows she's going to be fine, um, then she will be able to pray for his will. And she will be able to pray for the power to carry that out. But understand that the, the abuse and mistreatment can happen often enough. It's as if she's still in the war. She's still being traumatized. So be right. gracious with her. Love her to the point where she can get here. And when the woman can get here, that's a, that's a step that will really, really benefit her as well. Yeah. I will, I will go out on a limb and say God's will for, your, for you is probably not to tell your wife everything she's doing wrong. Right. Thanks for joining us for step 11. Um, please be sure that you subscribe to our channel. Uh, I think you have to click on the little bell up top. There's, there's yeah, a I few don't even know. I, all I know is if you want this to go uh, out to more people, then yeah, subscribe. Just watching this helps, but also comments really help too. So if you have yeah. a comment, uh, leave that below. Just understand that your name, your Google account name, will be attributed to your comment. If you leave a comment and realize, oh my gosh, that's my real name, and I don't necessarily want my real name attached to that comment, let us know. We um, monitor the comments before we release them so we can just erase it. Yeah. And someone can start commenting about roller coasters that are better than the Millennium Force. I we'd love, <laughs> I, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, the gatekeeper is a good one too. And it's a good one. You know. I'm not saying there aren't some that are really good, but the Millennium Force has stood the test of time. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, guys. Bye.